Y'all. <laughs> it's been so long that my microphone levels were so off. It took me like 25 minutes to figure out how to make this mic work again. Um, so that's the universe kind of giving me a huge slap on the ass saying, bitch, it's been up over a month. Actually, it's been like a month and two days, I think, since I released an episode. So I'm back. Here I am. Welcome to Unfit to Date. I'm Maggie. I am your host. I, uh, yeah. (laughs) Gotta update you on some shit. Um, I'm married and I'm pregnant. Just kidding. Just kidding. No, I'm still single. Just kidding. <laughs> um, so since I last saw y'all, I was in a bar with Whitney and we were um talking about vibe checks, uh silly videos that you send people to see if their sense of humor is the same as yours. And um you know, it's funny because my dating intentions have changed since then. And I know it doesn't sound like this is true, but I, you know, just based off of all the information I've given you in the past three episodes, but my dating intention previously was basically like, um, you know, casual fun until it isn't, or as Tinder makes you say, short term, open to long, you know, it's like basically like, (laughs) I, I am looking for like, a boyfriend but I'm just gonna pretend like it's like the cool girl it's cool girl um dating where you're like I don't even care like dating is like whatever I'm just like trying to get my fuck on and then like TBD if my husband is out there and I run into him like maybe I'll acknowledge that he could potentially be my life partner that kind of vibe and um that wasn't working for me because honestly I am on like a self journey. I'm trying to discover who I am and see what I like and what I don't like. I definitely don't want to be monogamous anytime soon. And so I've kind of like also after, you know, the the last month, obviously it's been a while since I've released an episode. Um, I've gone on a couple of dates with people and like caught feelings that should not have been so easily caught. Like I've been dating people that like, you know, were one click above um, the bare minimum. And I was just like, okay, so this is the one. I mean, not even the one, but just like, oh, this person is worth like, you know, entertaining feelings for. And it's just not, that's not it. That's not what I want. And I'm trying to kind of teach myself or, you know, talk to my subconscious to like rewire my brain to think like sex does not equal love. And like, obviously that has been my like sexual history for the 15 years I was in a relationship was like sex equals love so I think I'm just kind of like you know um Pavlov's dog when I see a dick I'm like oh that's my husband and like that's not what my higher brain wants like I'm really am kind of leaning into my hoe phase and um so yeah I don't know after I I dated uh, this guy and <laughs> also you'll laugh at this but this is also kind of why I caught like feelings for a second for this guy he listened to the podcast and he still came back for date two um so shout out to you Mike <laughs> if you're still listening
I feel like I'm allowed to just call him by his name because like which Mike am I talking about? <laughs> I since I've seen since I've been with that Mike, I've already banged a different Mike. So there's like a lot of Mikes out there. So um I don't need to make up a stupid nickname for him. His name is stupid enough. Um yeah, Mike, he was like it's so funny. Like, so this is this is what I mean when I'm saying I'm on like a personal journey. I have not been listening to myself my entire life. I have issues where I don't trust my instincts. My instincts have shit for brains. <laughs> or as Rob Gordon from High Fidelity says, my guts have shit for brains. Um, and I, I'm, I think dating is kind of, I'm using that A, because I'm like horny and be because I think it's a really good test to make me start listening to my instincts or at least like engage in um, deeper thought and interaction with them. And so uh, rewind back to Mike. When I first met him, when we because we only went on two dates and it was like over a week. Um, the first date we went on and I went into this date feeling like this person and I were not going to hit it off because his strategy was to like immediately uh link up like to um, like I think we matched we said like a couple of words and then um he was like let's let's grab a drink I I don't I like to meet immediately and that's also my mo too like I don't want to waste my time fucking talking to someone that like has the fucking you know charisma of like a teensy fly or whatever I um I like to meet immediately because that's like how you can tell if you have chemistry or not and also like I have been having a rash of men who definitely are not using up-to-date photos on their apps um luckily I've been sussing that out by making them text me selfies of them um like while like before we've even met and I've I've fished out like several people that way um but yeah so anyways so I meet Mike and his energy was icky like he just seemed really um like sarcastic but not in like a fun roasting you Riz way like in just kind of a like I don't even remember just kind of bleh way and my my first instinct was oh this is I was right like this is not gonna work um and you know as we progressed through the date you know I learned um about him and um I actually was supposed to meet some friends at to karaoke that night and I was like hang on let me just like swing by this date I need some content and um you know we started to talk and like Obviously, I had more drinks and everyone gets hotter as you have more drinks. And he's he started surprising me left and right. Like at at first I pegged him as like, you know, just kind of a bland dude. And then he was like, he told me that he read Infinite Jest. And that like was a panty soaker for me. I was like, what? You read that big ass book and you read all the footnotes and you like got it and like David Foster Wallace you like you like know who that is that's so hot um which is like the bars in hell but you know this is this is an honest (laughs) this podcast is me 
reading myself to filth. But anyways, so it started surprising me. I was getting a little bit more drunk and, um, you know, my friends were texting me to come karaoke. And so they are also chaos demons and they were like, just bring them, just bring them to the karaoke bar and we can like, you know, have a, have a, have a, have a look-see at this man. And so, yes, I did have a first date meet some of my best friends and you know that's again chaos demon right here um I'm just kind of trying to like do it doing it for the plot but um yeah so we went and he like immediately started getting really affectionate and not in like a gross way in like a like pushing your hair behind your ear way in like a female gaze book talk way (laughs) and um yeah it got me I was like oh okay I like this and you know he was I don't know he was like into he was into me and that feels nice and that's very intoxicating um and then also like I slayed at karaoke I was like such a fucking um what's the word I'm looking for? I was such a, um, hustler. I was like, "Mm, I don't know. I guess I'll just do like a song. And then I fucking ripped hand in my pocket by Alanis Morissette. Like I just do it really well. I've done it so many times. It's just like, you know, I got him. So he was impressed by that, which also made me feel like, you know, cool. And we had sex and it was like good. Um, and then you know throughout the night like little just love bombs were popping off left and right he was like we should go to costco together (laughs) wow i am like (laughs) luckily my therapist listens to this podcast we need to talk about this in my next session my love language is like going to co- like having Costco dates promised to me like what kind of fucking housewife am I like that's not even what I want but it's just you know I don't know it's romance and I feel like dating lately has just been like a barrage of just like pumping and dumping and this was kind of more romantic even though there was pumping and dumping but anyways so we hooked up And then I went to Palm Springs and I got sick and I didn't see him for a week. And then um, we saw we saw each other again. And this time it was not a date. It was like he just came over because we knew we really wanted to have sex with each other again. And um, he came over and we were kind of like vibing with six. We were watching Succession, another fucking thing that is a panty soaker for me. David Foster Wallace, Costco and Succession, write this down. Um, And he started talking about his family and it was really cool. And like when it came time for me to talk about my family, because I have a lot to say about that. Shout out mom and dad. um, He was like interrupting me or like just looking at his phone, like straight up not listening to me. And um, I said something. I was like, hey, you know, I, I kind of feel like you're not listening to me. I feel very, like, unheard right now. And that is such a thing for me. Like, I feel like no one wants to hear what I have to say. It's just, like, a thing that I – it's a, it's a nasty little bug in my ear that's been planted there a long time ago, and I'm trying to get it out. So he was kind of triggering me, and I was like, hey, I, I feel like you're not listening to me. And his response was to just get up 
and go, I can leave right now. Like, not even, like, a beat past. He was like, I can just put my pants on and go. And I was just like, um, maybe we should have sex. <laughs> like, I don't even remember how I wiggled my way out of that. But I was just like, mm, I, we better just bang and he can get out of here. Um, so that did happen. And, um, he left and like the oxytocin was hitting. And I was like, I did not like that. Like, I really all of that was icky and like this person is not worth my energy and then you know like one day later two days later three days later the oxytocin like just hits really hard and I feel like I'm being abandoned and I'm like oh my god this person's not texting me as much as he used to it's like my anxious attachment style starts blowing up um which means that I think everyone is gonna abandon me and like I try to control how people interact with me by like being overly um communicative about what I want from them so it's like hey I'm noticing that you haven't texted me like what's going on let's talk about it just more confrontation that men love and thrive in confrontation so I was like hey you know I had a really good time the other night like what's up and he just would leave me on red all day and I was just like finally like yo why are you slow ghosting me and he was like what is that and I'm like okay fucking first of all Google exists like don't like ugh. and second of all you are slow ghosting me you are doing the thing that men do which is like just disengaging from the conversation until one day they just stop answering and I was like this keeps happening to me and I really don't like it. It fuck it's so fucking rude. And it's like one thing to do that when you've only been on one date and it's like whatever, but like this dude was like love bombing me. We were like, you know, like texting each other how much we wanted to see each other and like I was definitely being led on. And like when I pointed out to him that he was doing it, he was gaslighting me. He was like, "I don't know what you're talking about." And I just like you know what what I would do now this was a month ago what I would do now is I would have just disengaged like if he wasn't texting me the night after we hooked up and like I didn't hear from him all week like I would just that that's that I'm not spending any more of my energy on this person but I back then I just was like they can't <laughs> it's like that <laughs> that meme he can't keep getting away with this like men getting away with this like is just disengaging and like letting them ghost is that like reinforcing this behavior and so I like confronted him about it and I was like you don't seem interested in me anymore which is fine just tell me that and he fucking never answered and I haven't spoken to him and since which was like a month ago and you know when I sent that text I was like yeah I'm that'll teach him but really, it's like, let people, let people show you who they are. And then when you don't like what they're doing, like disengage and just don't waste any more energy on that person. And like I said earlier, I like my instincts were telling me that this was not it. This was not what what was meant for me I was not liking it like I was just not feeling comfortable like I my anxious attachment style flared up I just did not like it and I also just got attached like so easily just from being love bombed a little bit and it's like 
babe, you got to have thicker skin if you're going to be single right now or at least like actively dating, you know. So that was like a really, really big lesson. It hurt like a bitch. Like it was really painful for me. And I think that's kind of why I haven't had a podcast episode um, in a a hot second. But yeah, Mike, Ugh. good luck to you, sir. Um, anyways, <laughs> I need to take a beat. That was a little bit sad. Okay, I'm back. I had to have a little bit of a lie down after that one. I'm okay. I'm okay. Seriously. Um, I just like, <laughs> I was, I needed to review my notes. Um, and I just wrote down, gave him the toothbrush. <laughs> And I just, uh, it, I don't know, it's, it's just like the writer in me. I was like, oh, fuck, that's right. You know when you go to the dentist and they give you like a goodie bag and in the goodie bag is an like an extra shitty non-electric toothbrush? I, I have like a couple of those ferreted away. I actually only had one ferreted away because I use an electric toothbrush. So I just am like, oh, maybe I'll use this for cleaning or whatever. And I remember... um an ex that gave me one of those toothbrushes once I had been there a couple of times and I'd spent the night and it was kind of getting like cutesy. He gave me one of his extra toothbrushes and um, I gave Mike mine and that was a mistake. (laughs) Um, But luckily I went to the dentist uh, last week and so I've replenished the extra toothbrush and I'm not going to give it away as easily this time. (laughs) (laughs) Ugh. anyways so um hoe phase (laughs) the second half of this episode will be discussing my entry back into the world of field now if you don't know what that is that's okay it's a app it's a dating app and it's spelled f-e-e-l-d and it is a sex and kink friendly app it's for people who are enm uh polyamorous uh kinky into bdsm like to be cuckolded just want casual sex etc etc and um after you know mike and then there were a couple of others in between him and now i i was like you know what I just want to like have fun and be silly, silly goose. And like I said earlier, I was, I felt like I was, I I couldn't, I was straddling the line between um, just having like casual fun and actually trying to date. And I have ultimately decided that right now I don't want to actually date. I kind of want to just like get my fuck on and um field was kind of a good choice so far I haven't honestly I haven't met anyone off the apps yet um but yeah I don't know I just like sex has always been something for me that has I've struggled with it like even when I was you know first my first kiss like ever ever since I was 
a wee baby Maggie, I have been nervous about it. I and not in like a I'm nervous about like disease or pregnancy, like the shit you should actually be worried about. I'm not worried about that, but I am worried about being perceived as bad in bed. I don't I I'm I it's like a I it's this criticism judgment bug in my ear it's next there's a couple of bugs rattling around in there and that's another one and um so like I've just been very hesitant and and kind of ashamed when I have like when I've been sexually or maybe in the past like when I was before I even met my ex-husband like just hooking up when I was single and young I was just like nervous about people thinking that I was shit in bed and then I met my husband and then we were monogamous for 15 years and then now I'm here and like I think I I think that this pursuit into field (laughs) me charging the field (laughs) um is kind of like confronting that fear and like facing it I guess And I think that's kind of why I've been such a chaos demon about um, how I'm approaching dating right now. Because when I was monogamous, I I definitely feel like I accomplished and have experience being with someone emotionally and, you know, talking about our feelings or actually scratch that just being emotionally intimate with someone I I definitely have that experience under my belt but our sex life was just very bland and it it just wasn't we weren't compatible in that sense I think and I chose to be in that relationship because it was comfortable and I felt like I wasn't being judged but I also wasn't inspired or challenged or there was just no um conflict ever so like you know it was just a very low energy vibe and so I think with this new (laughs) this new venture into this this like sex app world I'm I'm kind of trying to confront that fear and face it and so far you know I've only been on the app for like three days (laughs) um I dabbled in it back when um my ex and I opened our relationship up at the like during the the last the the come to Jesus year before we we split um so I, I have a little experience with it and it was not good back then. I, it just like shook me to my core because I didn't know what I wanted and I and I, I was much more of like a people pleaser back then. So I would hook up with people and like it would just go down and I wasn't it didn't I didn't like it. I just didn't I wasn't upholding my boundaries. I wasn't saying no. I was just kind of like, oh, OK, I'll just jump into the deep end. And like I said, in my first episode, flailing and drowning and swallowing a lot of water. (laughs) And um, so, yeah, so day three of field, I'm into it. I like it because honestly, compared to Tinder and Bumble and Hinge, the, the vibe of people being super transparent, upfront, honest with what they're looking for, which is sex, (laughs) That is what most people are looking for on dating apps. It's not dating. It's actually just sex. Once that's kind of out in the open and you can talk about it 
immediately it, it it's I'm feeling like there's a lot more honesty and um respect that in these interactions that I'm having with people and again I might be eating crow next episode after I meet with one of these people um but so far so good um and I don't know I'm I'm thinking of meeting someone and you know the, the it's like it's not necessarily like I mean, I guess it is kind of is is like being dominated even a kink anymore. Like, I feel like (laughs) living in a patriarchal society as a woman, you're like, yeah, I've been domed my entire fucking life. Like, uh, this isn't new. But, you know, the flavor of being dominated in bed um, in the more traditional sense, that sounds kind of intriguing to me because I'm kind of like a. I have like I'm very in my masculine energy. I I feel like growing up with a super um gregarious dad, I I that imprinted on me. And so I feel like I am kind of aggressive um in my day-to-day life. I'm I'm uh, proactive. I'm confrontational. I'm I ask que- I just ask for what I want, you know. So in in bed or like you know in sex wise being submissive sounds attractive to me because that's kind of always something that I have struggled with in my emotional relationships is that I I feel like the the traditionalist in me comes out where I'm like why do I have to make all the decisions why am I the one who's planning the dates why am I getting the ball rolling on having fun like I'm always I'm always the cruise director and I'm never a passenger on the cruise and so being like in a sub dom situation in bed kind of sounds intriguing to me in in the sense that it's a fantasy that I've never experienced and so I am actively pursuing that right now and um, the thing that's been cool so far is when I'm talking to people on the apps who are interested, I'm super upfront. I'm like, hey, I am new to this community. I need someone who's going to be patient and understanding and like <laughs> cuddle me after <laughs> I need some serious aftercare. That's what they call it in the biz. Um and uh being able to just be upfront it's like we're writing a contract and then hopefully the contract is upheld in in our interactions um but yeah i don't know i think that once i feel like i once i feel more in power in my sexuality i think that i will feel that confidence in a lot of the places that i don't feel confidence in right now and yeah, I don't know. Bring on bring on the next contestant on this fucking wacky dating game I'm playing. <laughs> and who knows, what if I'm like I met my life partner on field. He like choked me and um I puked on his dick and now we have like six children. <laughs> I mean, that's not ultimate. That's not my goal. My goal is to really find someone who's like an equal to me but also challenges me and um brings brings an energy to the relation to, to my 
to my life that I don't have and not in like a completion like you complete me way just in like a (sighs) life is long are you gonna be fun are you gonna just drag me down because if you're just gonna drag me down I would much rather just be by myself and just have cats forever because it's it's less emotionally draining that way and coming out of a 15-year relationship if you know you know anyways uh that's it that's all I got for you today um I'm gonna ask this on my Instagram too but do we need do we need me to like provide a dictionary I feel like I'm dropping a lot of terminology like anxious attachment style oxytocin um what else slow ghosting (laughs) don't be like a mic google slow ghosting but yeah let me know if you feel like you can't follow um or am I just like being a kindergarten teacher and I'm thinking that you're a lot dumber than you actually are anyways um thank you so much for coming back love you to bits see you next time bye